Hi there, friends. Welcome to the Still Becoming Podcast, a place where women like you and me find help to move from where you are to where you want to be. I'm your host, Laura Acuna. The Still Becoming Podcast is where we gather to rethink our thinking about ourselves, our lives, and about our God. We will learn to reframe our shame and trade in limiting beliefs for the liberating truth from God's Word. And why the title Still Becoming? Because that's the Christian journey, isn't it? As we apply God's perfect Word to our lives for growth and change, we are always growing, always learning, and still becoming the women He created us to be. It's never perfect, and it's not too late. Do I need to say that again? It is never perfect, and it is not too late. I am so glad you're here for the journey, and I'm praying that God will speak directly to you through today's episode. Are you ready? Let's go. Hello there. Today is episode eight of the Still Becoming podcast. I cannot believe we are three quarters of the way through with season one. We'll finish on episode 10, and then we'll start up again with season two at the beginning of the new year. Thank you for coming back and sticking with me. I am loving hearing your comments and your insights and your takeaways from the season so far. Keep them coming. And if this is your first time visiting the Still Becoming podcast, welcome. I'd love for you to start at season one, episode one, because each episode builds one on the other. Well, today I want to talk to you about how we perceive ourselves and the struggle that we have with negative body image and a disordered relationship with food. And then after the little break, I'm going to come back and talk to you about the naysayers who will inevitably show up when you begin and continue on the healing journey. There's some solid biblical tools to deal with the naysayers in your life. So again, Welcome to episode eight of the Still Becoming podcast. Let's go. Most writers and speakers understand it's important to know your audience, and it's dangerous to assume you already know what they're thinking or feeling. So even though I'm a woman who's struggled with body image and food for decades, I understood the value of gathering insights for my book Still Becoming through an anonymous survey. And so I sent out a simple four-question poll with multiple choice answers. And as always, I found women really eager to help out. Their answers were insightful, but some of them were a little surprising too. When asked to name the obstacle between where they are today and their wellness goals, most women reported they were lazy and lacked willpower. Yep, that was their answer. Lazy and lacked willpower. Since this was a multiple choice question, they could have easily chosen answers that didn't point the finger to themselves, but woman after woman did, and my heart sunk when I read those responses. I really want to be clear with you. Sister, laziness and willpower are not your problem. That's the shame talking once again. A woman who's been on diets for decades, restricting her calories to nothing, resisting cake on her own birthday, and eating food she doesn't even like, doesn't lack willpower. She has it in spades. A woman who plots and plans every bite she's going to put in her mouth is not lazy. If she cooks two dinners a day, every day, one for her family and one for herself, she's not lazy and she certainly doesn't lack discipline. Obviously, a woman who loses weight, gains it all back, but keeps trying repeatedly to re-lose it 
and keep it off isn't short on will or power. It takes a lot of that to keep going. But here's the thing. When we believe the paralyzing lies that tell us we're lazy and lack willpower, we've got it completely wrong. God never asks us to strive, strain, and struggle our way through life. Striving, straining, and struggling is trying to be good, trying to be strong, trying to control. We keep trying, trying, trying when God simply asks us to surrender. Psalm 46.10 says this, you know it, be still and know that I am God. This is such a familiar verse. We love to stitch it on pillows and hang it on our walls. But do we really know what it means? The Hebrew word for be still is rapha, defined to release, to let go, to desist, to cease our efforts. Here are a few more translations of the same verse. Stop striving and know that I am God. Stop your fighting and know that I am God. Be at peace in the knowledge that I am God. Let go of your concerns. Then you will know that I am God. Don't you just love the different translations? It makes the scriptures come alive and gives us a deeper meaning. Every single translation of Psalm 4610 says we're safe to place our struggles into God's hands because we know him. But here's the truth. You can't trust someone you don't know. To know God is to understand his character and acknowledge his sovereignty over your life. We learn who he is through his living word. There's no bypassing spending time in his word. Psalm 4610 reminds us that surrender doesn't always mean giving up or throwing in the towel. We humans often surrender as a last resort, don't we? But like so many things we resist doing that are good for us, stepping beyond the bondage of food and body obsessions is something we're going to wish we'd done sooner. We can't become free if we don't first become still so God can do his work in us. We're so busy. The real obstacle between you and your healing sister is not willpower or laziness. Attempts to recover under your own power is the issue in your way. Let's clear the path by becoming still today. Friends, I am so excited to share that my new book, Still Becoming, Hope, Help, and Healing for the Diet-Weary Soul, will be published on December 13th. Still Becoming is a 31-day devotional journal that takes you on a sacred journey where you'll discover true freedom and that healing and peace have nothing to do with the number on a scale. Join me and learn to rethink your struggles with disordered eating, body image, and dieting through the lens of self-compassion and God's grace. And even though Still Becoming releases on December 13th, it's available for pre-order today. And if you order before December 13th, there'll be lots of freebies offered through my website. So go to laura-acuna.com and order your copy of Still Becoming today. I'm praying for redeemed, restored, and repaired hearts as we take the first brave steps toward thinking of ourselves and our struggles in a brand new way. And I sent messengers saying to them, I'm doing a great work and I cannot come down. Nehemiah 6, 3. As you work with the Lord to rebuild and reframe your thinking, expect naysayers to try to discourage you from moving forward on the healing path. You should anticipate negativity and prepare to remain committed. Our verse today focuses on Nehemiah, a man sent by God to rebuild the wall of Jerusalem. Once the restoration began, it didn't take long for naysayers to come out in force, attempting to draw him away from the mission. 
They figured if they could lure Nehemiah down from the wall where he was working, the rebuild would stop dead in its tracks. Too bad they didn't figure on Nehemiah's commitment to see the project all the way through. With God on his side, Nehemiah refused to come down. He was so focused on obedience that he was not deterred by those who bore jealousy in their hearts. He barely gave the naysayers any of his attention. And due to Nehemiah's laser-sharp attention to doing what God had called him to do and made for him, the restoration was completed. Oh, friend, as you go against the grain of the dieting culture, you will run across friends and family who don't understand, especially if you've walked away from dieting. They will evaluate you on how you look and how much weight you've lost instead of how free you're becoming. Some very well-meaning people will try to pull you away from where God has led, attempting to convince you to join them on the latest fad diet. Don't do it. Countless posts and ads on social media will tempt you to doubt the mission. And sadly, there might be some not-so-nice naysayers who will actively work to bring you down. Nehemiah could relate, and to be honest, so can I. When he arrived at Jerusalem to rebuild the wall, Nehemiah knew he was in the center of God's will, and this made all the difference for him, and it will for you too. If God has led you to this podcast and a conviction to move away from the dieting culture, he will give you the focus, strength, and ability to see it through. When God has taken us to a new place of his choosing, and we're in the center of his will, he doesn't say good luck and leave us there. He gives us the power to do what he has asked us to do. But you can bet that whenever freedom is in the air, the enemy gets nervous. His favorite game is to keep us distracted from God's plans. He does this by selling lies and peddling shame. If he believes you will actually become free, the opposition will become more intense. Count on it. You can expect naysayers to come as people and through the fiery darts thrown by Satan, God's enemy, and yours. Expect it. Plan for it and stand ready to resist. You don't owe the opposition any of your time or energy. You don't have to stop and explain yourself to naysayers. You are not obligated to convince anyone of anything. Keep praying. Keep immersing yourself in scripture. Up your game. And keep rebuilding your life like Nehemiah rebuilt that wall, one brick at a time. Have confidence in your God. Have confidence in yourself. And have confidence in your calling. And remember, you're doing a great work. You cannot come down. At the end of each episode, we do a soul fitness, strengthening your core exercise. So in your journal, make a list of your current naysayers. Don't worry, that's just between you and God. Next to each one, write an encouraging scripture that addresses their concerns or criticisms. For example, I might write, my mom thinks I'm crazy to stop dieting. And my scriptural response would be Psalm 29, 25. It is dangerous to be concerned with what others think of you, but if you trust the Lord, you are safe. Write those down. Find scriptural answers to those concerns. Take them to God. Sit with them. Pray and listen. Let me pray for you. God, your word encourages me to keep my eyes on you as I become what you desire. You alone are the one who charts my path and reveals your will for my life. Help me to remain patient with loved ones who don't understand what you've called me to do. Help me to refuse any negativity that comes my way and protect me 
from anything that seeks to pull me off the healing path you've placed me on. Amen. Well, my friends, episode eight has come to a close and the next time we meet up will be for episode nine. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support and kindness in supporting the Still Becoming podcast in its first season. I so appreciate you. Now, before you go, don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. A starred review, five stars, if you enjoyed the podcast, would be so appreciated. And any comments that you might have It all helps to push the podcast out to women who need to hear the message most. Thank you so much for your support. Now, don't forget to check the show notes on the page here today because I always list the scriptures that I reference and any other helpful links you may need to have. And don't forget to go by my website, laura-acuna.com, where you'll learn everything about the book Still Becoming, which will be released on December 13th, my newsletter, and any other updates for my very growing ministry. I am so grateful. And then finally, follow me on the socials. I'm on Facebook and Instagram most of the time, and I'd love to connect with you there. Thanks again for coming to the Still Becoming podcast. I'll see you next time.